Good morning, folks. How are you doing? Hope you've had a good day yesterday and having a great morning today. Another edition of the Morning Glory Sessions. And today it's about the struggle and the struggle as well. The reason I want to do this is because it was, we've, uh, we've started taking the kids' teens class in um, Primal during the day. So we do Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 4 to 5. We have a group of young teenagers, 14 to 13 to 17-year-olds, who I want to learn to lift weights properly. And <clears throat> one of the things that I've noticed um, being a parent, coaching kids, and I'm not just coaching kids in primary, I mean coaching kids when I played what when I um coached MMA with kids, is that every generation that comes along, it gets easier and easier. Life gets easier because obviously technology makes life easier. And then we become diluted down to that ease of life then we pass it on to our kids and technology increases and slowly but surely we come to this state of a world where no one's willing to stand up for their children no one's willing to do whatever they want to do or what they should do and everyone wants to sort of be weak and um just run away and hope that everything's gonna be okay and you can see it in society today it's pathetic but ultimately i think um as adults we should be the ones that take responsibility for this life is tough. Life is hard. We're all going to struggle in life. And that's, and I don't know why all of a sudden, this last couple of years, if people suddenly thought that life shouldn't be hard, that we should somehow just get what we want, when we want it, how we want it. It doesn't work that way. You've got, like, think of the struggle your parents had to go through. Think of the struggle your grandparents had to go through to provide for you what, um, what you got. Do you know what? Like we, we don't appreciate it. And I think what's happening today is we've come to a point in society where children are not. We 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 don't want. We're listening. We're parents. It's natural for us to want to give our children everything we didn't have, and it's natural for us to want to make their life as easy as possible. And in the short term, that's great. We see smiles in their faces. We we understand that you know what oh, they didn't have to go through that, but long term. What are we doing to them? What what is it we're doing to our children for from when they get older, when they when they have to face life? Because we can't shelter them forever. It's our duty, it's our job as parents, um, as coaches or whatever, to prepare them for the hardship of life. Now I'm not saying we just throw them out into the wild and let them fend for themselves, but you know, pandering to their every desire. I'm gonna say every desire, I mean so many parents were, were pathetic and me included do you know we love our children so we want to do this for them but like do you remember growing up like i, I went to mullock moor and when i was in the summer holidays and mullock moor for me was right now the greatest memories of my life spent in the nanny and granda all summer absolutely loved it but the reality of mullock moor was the vast majority of the time it was slago so it was raining so I spent the majority of time playing Snakes and Ladders, Yahtzee, Mastermind, or watching TV off a black and white TV screen that was powered by the, the car outside. And that meant you could only keep it on for a certain length of time or the battery died. So you're only allowed limited amount of television. And any time it was drizzly, you were kicked out. Any time it was sunny, you were kicked out. In fact, you didn't want to be in. And this is the craziness that I see about society today. Look at our children today. We're just finished summer holidays. Genuinely, how many of you can say that your kids spent the entire summer outside playing? Compared to how many can say how many how many of your children 
spent this summer in front of their computers, in front of their Xboxes, their Playstations, in front of their iPads. This is the world we're living in now. It's just, it's how, it's, it's how we've become. We're expecting our children to, to be able to cope with what life's going to throw at them when we haven't done the work to prepare them for that. And this is something that I'm a big believer in. It's like, it's why I'm a big believer in the likes of the scouts, martial arts, sports, because it, it pushes kids to fend for themselves. It pushes kids to own their shit. And this is something I think actually is missing big time. And it's something to see. Life only presents us with the opportunity to learn. There may be painful lessons, there may be good lessons, but it's a, it's everything in life always is an opportunity for us to learn and become better. Now, as parents, it's our job to be the teachers, our job to be leaders. So if a kid, if a child is getting bullied, no one wants to be bullied by the way, it's not, I'm not saying it's right, but it is a reality in this world. Your child, there's a good chance at some point in your life, your child is going to be bullied. Now, I was bullied badly as a kid. My parents told me just to, um, it was like the sticks and stones would break your bones, sort of talk. And I suppose back in the 80s, early 90s, that was the mindset and that was the understanding. But today we're a lot more, well, I'm a lot different. I understand the shit. The bullying destroyed me because I hadn't got anyone that I felt I could fall back on. And I didn't have anyone to sit me down and challenge me and sort of make me think differently upon what was happening. Ultimately, I was a terrified child. I was scared to go into school. I was always scared. And it wasn't the physical bullying for me. It was the mental bullying. It was the the what if, the the being different, the set the being set aside because I was different. And I've always been different. I was back in the end days, I met like a long hair, 1990, when you're in La Salle with long hair, you're a hippie. Do you know, you don't you don't fit in. But had I had my parents to sit me down the way I would sit down with my kids and talk to them and let them and explain to them in a way that could maybe help them understand what was going on, then I would have looked upon those things differently. And that is our job as a parent. That's our job as a martial art coach or a football coach. It's to coach the individual, to see the child and see the struggle they're going through. And instead of instead of protecting them from that struggle, push them into embracing it. Push them into trying to conquer it because it, we know it ourselves. It's through feeling, it's through repetition, it's through it's through feeling and not quitting that you become the person you're looking to become. And these lessons are painful, and we all experience them as adults. Like, I, listen, I'm 44, and it's only this last few months that I've truly started to deal with all my shit from my 12, 13, 14, 15, and beyond. That is when I started, it's only now that I'm starting to deal with that shit and it's taken me 10 years of studying the mindset to get myself to a point where I can. But right now we've got kids who are dependent on social media, dependent on status, dependent on iPhones, dependent on iPads, computers and technology. What happens when a fucking alien invasion happens? Being serious, I'm not an alien invasion, but could happen. What happens when a nuclear bomb happens or the net goes down even or there's a natural disaster? How, do our children, how are our children going to cope? Because they've been sheltered. We have purposely sheltered them away from this life because we don't want to, to expose them to the problems of the real world. 
but we're not doing them any service. We're not doing them any justice. And I seen this uh, as I was coaching MMA, and I seen it as we started the the the, the teenage group, the, the teen group. I guess especially especially young teenage boys with no parents, with no uh, father figure. And again, that this is not an attack on the mothers. In fact, big up to the mothers because it's the mums who stand by and do everything for these young men. They try to raise them. They try to raise them to be good men. Try to be, try to show them love, show them care. But, and this is this is where I don't want to feel these are insulting you because I'm not. These aren't women. There's are these aren't men. Just like I'm not a woman. If my if if uh if my ex partner died, touch wood doesn't happen because they won't put my kids through that shit. Don't want anyone to die. But if if my ex partner died, I've got two daughters that I have to raise and teach them how to be daughters. Now I've got Gail, thank God, because she's an amazing woman. But if I was on my own, I can only teach my two daughters to be women to a certain point because I have no experience being a woman. I don't know what it's like to be a woman. I don't know how to women. I don't know. I certainly don't know how women think. I don't think any man does. I don't think how women know how to think sometimes, or women know what they're thinking occasionally. But I don't know how to deal with that. I can. I've only got a certain level of knowledge, and that's it. And it's the same for single mothers who are being left by these asshole dads. You know, men who don't want to be, men who just basically be crude, want to get a dick wet, and fucking don't care about their outcome. So we've got a lot of, we've got a lot of, a lot of children, young men, 14, 15, 16 year old kids who are being raised by mothers with no fatherly um, influence, which means they're, they're, they're teaching themselves to be men through trial and error. And they don't have any strong role models to, guide them along and show them when they're making mistakes, show them how to change things, challenge them. Like I like Rory's uh Gail's son Rory. I'm he's, he's with me 12 days out of 14. He goes to his dad's once every two weeks. So up until I moved into this house about 18 months ago, or whatever, 19 months ago, or whatever, he didn't have a male figure 24-7. He didn't he, and he didn't know how to be a man. He, he was he was a young boy. And it's been a challenge for him and I've seen this and I'm I'm pushing him towards becoming better and I have to back off because sometimes it gets too much but then I have to sit him down and explain to him why but that's that's a, a lesson he's got to learn and it's the, and a lot of children a lot of young men 14 15 haven't had that they don't have the male figure they need in their life to push them and I seen that when I was coaching the wee lads you could see you could see some of them were back offish they 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 didn't know how to hand they didn't know how to interact now Four weeks after four weeks, completely different kids. Confidence coming out of them because the likes of lifting weights. I always tell I tell adults this as well. Like lifting weights, there's never a draw. What's that's why I love that's why I love martial arts. It's love that's why I love one to one fighting because if you fight someone one to one, there's no one jumping on and it's a it's a fair fight. If you get beat, it's not that your well your opponent might be better than you, but it's 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 an opportunity for you to learn. And look, go inside yourself and see what did you do wrong. See what we're we're in a society of blame culture. So we see that's why I got out of MMA. I didn't like what was happening because social media aspect of MMA. Kids were bigging themselves up, and then when they got beat after two months of slabbering on Facebook to their opponent, their ego took a hit, and they never they never came back. Or they maybe they won and they thought they were Conor McGregor after one amateur fight, and it it wasn't martial arts anymore for me. For me, martial arts is about you, you do something, you try to better yourself. If you get beat, 
you go inside yourself and you ask yourself the question, where did I go wrong? How can I improve? It's an opportunity to learn. And that's where a good coach comes into play. A good coach doesn't let their fighter wallow in the self-pity or use excuses or get injured. They, they challenge them. Because ultimately you've been training for X amount of weeks to get this, to, to have this opportunity to fight. And if you get beat, well then what do you do? Do you just quit? Do you just walk away? Or do you actually go inside yourself and ask yourself, where do I need to improve? Do you rewatch your fights back? Do you speak to other fighters? And there's a difference between a good coach and a bad coach and not helping young kids become better at themselves, become more. And the same as weights. If I put 150 kilo in front of a young, a young guy and I say lift it and he doesn't, what can he do? He can't, he can't hide from that fact. He's just not strong enough. That is the lesson. You are not strong enough. And then the, the challenge now is, do you step back? Do you let your ego take over and just never do it again? Or do you, do you, do you step up and go, okay, right, well, I want to lift that 150 kilo, but right now I'm only on 50. How do I get from 50 kilo to 150 kilo? Well, there's a plan. There's a, there's a program. And the program requires discipline. It requires consistency. It requires good days. It requires bad days. It's, it's basically a metaphor for life. And this is why I love martial arts. This is why I love weights. This is why I love team sports, especially individual sports. I think there's, there's a place for them all. Kids need to be exposed to all of these fears, all of these struggles. Team sports, it teaches you that you are not the main man, that sometimes sacrificing your glory for the greater good is the option to take. And that's society. That's 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 society we live in. You know, it teaches you to be strong with your team. It teaches you to, to stand beside your same beside your tribe. Individual sports teaches you there's no hiding place. It teaches you that you've got to do. You either done the work or you didn't do the work. It's that simple. You're either good enough or you're not good enough. And that's a painful lesson. But that through that lesson, enable it allows you to then progress on and push yourself further. And same as the weight. The weight just I always tell people, I, I get excited for one rep maxes when I see guys and girls in the gym going for one rep max because it's a battle. And I tell them, because I'm a fighter in heart, I tell them it's a fight. this is a fight because legitimately it is a fight. You're about to take on a certain amount of weight. And that weight doesn't care about you had a bad day. It doesn't care that your kid's sick. It doesn't care that you and the missus are fighting. It's just 200 kilo. And 200 kilos always went 200 kilo. And whether you're having a good day or a bad day, it's the most honest battle you can ever have because there is no draw. You're going to either lift it and succeed or it's going to win and you're going to fail. And then you've got to go back to the drawing board, accept your defeat with honour and then try a different course of action or go back and repeat the process if you've got stronger, just not strong enough. And it's, it's this rawness. This, and this is where I think our children are being held back and we are we as parents are not doing our jobs correctly we need to push our kids to challenge themselves at every opportunity and then we need to be there to explain why if they feel it wasn't a failure it was a lesson and how they can then conquer this 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 fear this this goal how they can go back and, and we, we can guide them to becoming better and we can and to show them the path they need to take to become that. And I ultimately it's their goal, it's their job, it's their life, and we can't force them into it. And I think that's another thing parents do wrong. We try to relive 
our feelings through our children. We want our children to do the sports that we wanted to do, that we weren't good enough, because we want them to have the glory that we didn't have, not realizing that they're their own people, they're their own children, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be their own adults, and it's not our life to live. It's only our job to guide them and to push them through. And I don't think we're presenting them that opportunity because we're allowing them to spend hours in front of TV screens, hours in front of computer screens, and not move. And that what what is what's that doing to their their outlook in life, to their perception of the world? As a kid, do you remember? Do you remember playing football? I I remember. I grew up in my street. Basically, we didn't need to leave our street until I was about 15, 16. The group we hung about with came to us. But our nights, if it was even up to 15, and I still loved it, it was amazing. Two-man hunt around the block, hide and seek at night and dark, when it was dark in winter, playing football in the street all day, like literally for hours between two gates, just playing football, six or seven of us, eight of us, just playing constantly for hours and hours and hours, hitting the ball, hitting the window, running like fuck, watching that slow motion as the ball hit the window and you were the one hitting, and you're like, fuck. All those experiences in life, we didn't have, well, we did have the NES and we had the Super Nintendo, and yeah, we played them, but our parents kicked us out the fuck and told us to get out after a couple of hours, and we played in the street, and we just, we walked the streets, and yeah, maybe we can say it was safer back then or whatever, but we can justify whatever we're doing, but the reality is, our kids do not have the same sort of exposure to the challenges of life as we did. And there's a saying that I love. It's um, hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. And we're coming into that phase. We're actually in that phase. We're the weak men. You've got to look in the mirror, lads. The dads now. We're the weakness. We're the ones that are allowing all this bullshit to happen because we're the pathetic human beings that are scared to stand up and defend our children. That's the reality that I see it. But because we don't have the balls to stand up, we're creating the times that are going to be really hard. And it's our children, our children's generation is going to suffer for our actions, our inaction, actually. And we're going to be the ones sitting, if we're lucky enough to be 80 or 90, wondering, could we have done things differently? And the reality is, it, we can do things differently. Now, we can't change society overnight, but we can take the steps to pushing our children to challenge themselves more, to not allow our kids to back away from the challenges of life and run and hide to their safe space. This bullshit that people now have safe spaces to go to when they're feeling overwhelmed. What? What? That's literally conditioning children to not challenge themselves or face the fears that life is throwing at them. What the fuck is going on that we need a safe space for our children, our teenage sons and daughters, when they're feeling overwhelmed, feeling anxious? That's our fault. Like, anxiety exists, but anxiety's always existed. I can guarantee in Syria or fucking Iraq or Afghanistan, there are no safe spaces for the children because there's real dangers. We live in a world where there's no fucking real danger. So we have to create these dangers. We have to create these fears because we're fucking so weak. Middle East, there's kids getting blown up by bombs that we pay for, by the way. That's real danger. That's real fears. I can guarantee those kids don't need safe spaces. And I can guarantee those kids who make it the adulthood 
yes, they'll be traumatized, yes, they'll be scarred, but they'll be able to handle a lot more than life throws at them and our children. And it's simply because of the exposure they've had as childhood. Now, obviously, I don't want our kids to be bombed, but we can put our kids to the scouts. We can make our kids live a weekend without their technology. We can help them. We can go out and build ends. I remember going to um, Hillsborough with Gail and uh, Sydney. I mean, Rory and Lucia were away to their dads. And we, we walked through the forest and we seen this half-made hut, you know, we, with trees. Um, the branches all put over. And for the next two hours, the four of us built this class hut. We just started building. We got more trees and more birches and we built it up and up and up. And I have never seen the kids just like become so like focused on one thing. And it showed me that children throughout the world, no matter what generation, no matter what year, no matter what country, they're children. They want to be children. And if we give them the permission, we give them the opportunity to be children, then they will just they will just naturally be children. Kids want to climb, kids want to run, they want to tumble, they want to play, laugh, cry, joke. They want to they want to like just do all the things that we don't as children, but we just don't allow it because this world's become so safe and oh you can't climb those trees and you can't do that and all that. Like I remember as kids getting milk crates on a bit of flimsy board and trying to drive my bike and do jumps over it and the things breaking and fall off and I scrape my face and my arms and my legs. I'd be cramming my eyes out, go get a hug from my mum, get back on the bike and do it. Now that doesn't happen. And that's our pro- that's our problem because the children haven't changed as far as children goes. If, if we allowed our children to do this and we exposed our children to this on a regular basis, they would want to do that. It's our fault. It's, it's, it's the parents who's trying to ensure that they don't feel left out and we're trying to give them everything their friends have so they feel part of the gang. They feel like they're not left out. But do you have everything your mates have? Like there's things you want and people have and you don't have. That's life. And it's instead of pandering to their kids' desires, maybe the different maybe the way we should do it is teaching them lessons of how to accept that you don't have it at that moment in time and go find something else to do. Or go find a way of bettering it. Or go get a job or do some chores around the house and we'll pay you and you can start saving it. Teach them responsibility, teach them ownership, teach them the life skills that they're going to need as an adult. And stop pandering them to the children. That's what I do in the gym. I I challenge the kids. I don't I, like. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not sure they're appearing them, but I challenge them and encourage them to step out of their comfort zone because that's what life's about. Life is about stepping out of your comfort zone and making that the comfort zone, expanding the comfort zone so it becomes no longer overwhelming. And this is the world we live in. We live in an overwhelming world where our children have not got the tools available them to cope with it. That's us. We're responsible for that. And you need to look in the mirror and you need to own that shit. And then you need to take steps to change that. And guess what that's going to require? It's going to require you listening to your kids crying. It's going to require your kids being kids and crying about the fact that they're not getting what they're used to getting. But then once they're, once they're used to that, you can step a bit further, a bit further, until, they're, until your kids become so strong-minded that they don't need that shit. And that they're actually you're then you've become then you've succeeded as a parent. Where if you if your kids are not adapted, are not equipped to cope with the, what life's going to throw at them, then we've failed them, and we need to look ourselves. And there's something that I think as adults 
we need to own and take take control of. That's why in the in in primal when I when the kids can't do something, I use it as a lesson to teach them and, and to, to let them accept it. Just because they're they're doing it doesn't mean you can. It doesn't make you a failure. It just means that you're not at their point, and you've got to figure it away. And together we will figure it away to get to that point. And it's through that experience, through that journey, that the kid becomes stronger. So yeah, don't fear your children struggling. In fact embrace making your kids struggle a bit but just be there to teach them a lesson to explain in a way they understand why this is a good opportunity and not a failure why it's not something that should um, define their life and that's why it's something that can make them become a better adult anyway i'm away again i'll uh, speak to you all tomorrow